I'm Jay Matthews, and this is AD Update. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, man, this year's gone by fast, but I, I'm excited. This is one I've been looking forward to for a while because of the great year they had last year and the great job this guy's done for a long, long time. But our varsity girls soccer coach and head of the Quest Ministry Broward Soccer Broward Club. Soccer Club. Yeah. Ryan Live. Brian, thanks for the time. Appreciate you having me. It's good to be here. So I, we're going to get in your background because I don't think people know uh, how accomplished an athlete you are because you're so humble. But I did, I did want to start with that amazing season you guys had last year with the Broward Girls Soccer Team. A lot of good returning players, but, you know, word on the street preseason was, you know uh, – because of who you have to play, the the blue blood names in Birmingham and the in the area you guys have to compete in just to make the playoffs in soccer in Birmingham, you have to be one of the top yeah. <laughs> four or five teams in the state. So just just I'd love to hear your kind of recollection of that journey and and how that how that went last year. Yeah, I think uh, it was great. Uh, you know, just having a great group of of athletes to. Uh, you know to compete and um you know just we you know we had a lot of older kids as mm-hmm. well a pretty large senior class of, of uh six six seven players and you know just they've, they've been uh together for a long time and been uh with me for a while and so it's just you know it, it kind of just get that fruit of your labor from yeah from years and years and and so to have that uh great year is is really good and uh, so just for us to be able to um, make the run that we did was was real. Uh, you know, obviously it's enjoyable, but just to see that senior group from last year, uh, you know, really um, kind of come together and yeah, and uh, and make a run was great. So it's, it's been a while since we've been back to the final four. So it was uh, it was great to be there. But you know, three of the four teams have a kind of a bitter ending, and we, That's were, right. we were one of those. Uh, you know, having that bitter ending, losing in the semifinals and penalty kicks, but it was, uh, you know, as you step away from that emotion, you can look back and see all the great things that we were able to experience together. So you're you're always so interesting to me to talk to because you're a longtime coach, very accomplished coach, and soccer so interesting because you've got these levels you can mm-hmm. progress to, you know, that you've worked faithfully on through these years, but then you're also a high-profile parents of a soccer player and athletes you know um i was wondering now that you look back on you had matthias live as one of the most accomplished soccer players ever come through briarwood we've had some good ones Mm -hmm. you know uh and now had his first year at clemson and by all accounts it's just been very successful so walk me through that because that can't be easy because you know soccer. Yeah. I mean, you know soccer at an elite level. You're not just the average dad watching yeah. the game. You're coaching uh, the girls' team. You're watching your son play. And now looking back, I mean, what? how do you kind of encompass all that? Yeah, I think uh, I'll go about that in two different ways. But just in, in terms of being a, a you know father of an athlete, of athletes, is, is a great – uh, blessing, you know, um, and, and I think, you know, as a parent, whatever your kids do, you're you love watching it and you're proud of them, and and you just want to be, uh, you know, see them succeed. And so, uh, you know, whether it's 
you know, soccer or chemistry or, mm. you know, saxophone, whatever it is, you love seeing your kid do great things. And so, you know, Abby, my wife, Abby and I got a chance to do that with our kids. And I think, you know, these last two years have really been kind of the golden years of live family soccer with, yeah. you know, Matthias and Taylor both being in high school. And, you know, we had it where the we'd have the girls game first and I'm coaching Taylor and then the the you know the second half of the doubleheader is the boys game and we get to watch Matthias play and you know grandparents come in and yeah. you know just uh, that that is, that was really special these last two years then as a as a soccer professional you know my advice to parents is just you know ha, I, I use the phrase a lot have the uh, courage to be patient you know because oh that's a great quote. I mean everybody wants their kid to be a star and most everybody most every parents you know, think their kids special and a star, and yeah. and they're they are special to you, right. you know, right. and to me as a parent. And but you know, sometimes I think we can get off track when we want other people to think that. And you know, it doesn't matter what other people think. You know, just we want to raise our kids, you know, uh, well and to learn these things. And you know, for us, it was you know we want them to know the Lord and love the Lord. We want them to work hard at what they do. We want them to do well academically because that's important for life. And, and we want them to succeed athletically. But, you know, we, we wouldn't rise and fall with how good they would do, how bad they would do. It's yeah. just, hey, keep, keep going, you know. Yeah, so, so interesting you mentioned that because now that I've, I've been working with uh, all kind of athletes for years now, the truly elite ones, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that go far beyond the normal standard of whatever, how we measure achievement or success. Guys like Matthias always interest me because they don't have to have that to be validated. Mm-hmm. So they're actually more free to be the best they can be, mm-hmm. to, to borrow a cliche. Yeah than the kid who, if I don't get this, I'm not going to be validated. And there's such a subtle distinction there, but yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think part of that is the parenting as far as, you know, what really validates you as a human being? Where do you truly find your source of joy and inspiration? Yeah, I think, um, you know, that, that needs to be, you know, obviously you need the strength from the Lord for that because we, we do want our kids to succeed and do well and other people to be like, man, your kid's doing awesome. You know, any parent would want right. that. And, uh, but I think it's real important to, you know, come to that uh, place in your own heart and mind that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't care how good or bad my kid is. I, I love my kid and want them yeah. to succeed. Yeah. And they need to do these things to get ready for life, you know, once they are, they're out of our house. And, and so, you know, that athletics is such a great, uh, teaching ground for that. Well, it's so rare because it's a it's a catch twenty two mm-hmm. because they could care so little mm-hmm. that they're mm-hmm. not invested or competitive. That's right. That's right. Or they could care too much that yep. they're limited by the fear of not getting there. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> but it, it but is. then Matthias and we'll get to you in just a second. But th- so Matthias, his last last year in particular, a little bit, a little bit of his junior year, you know, he was the guy you have to stop mm. to beat Briarwood, right? Mm-hmm. So his whole senior year, I mean, every game, he's doubled, marked mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. beat up. Yeah. Uh, 
he's having to distribute the ball to other people mm-hmm. to bl- make plays. And I'm sure it was frustrating, mm-hmm. but man, he never he never showed that. Like I talked to him, and he, he's all about the team, you know. I mean, just so. I mean, kudos to you guys, uh, and I know that's the Lord's blessing as well because sure. of all of the way your family's you know bought into the, to that. Uh, but I don't know any other thoughts on that because that's yeah, a, that's a rare yeah. find. I, I think uh, it, it is a um, you know it was a huge blessing for us because you know I, I deal with you know kids yeah. every day yeah. you know and you know eighteen year olds all the way down to five year olds you yeah. know and so I see all these different things and. Really, I'll even go back before uh, Abby and I were parents. You know, I was running the soccer club and yeah. dealing with these parents of ten-year-olds, fourteen-year-olds, yeah. eighteen-year-olds. You know, and and it, I, I was kind of like, ooh, I, I, I like what they're doing there. I'm, I'm okay. going to do that. Okay, well, that's interesting. That. Okay, that's good. And then, but on the other side, it's like, ooh, that's a disaster. Yeah. I'm not doing yeah. that. You know, and yeah. and so, uh, you know, I would try to guide parents. You know, as a soccer professional, but I, I didn't. I wasn't a parent myself, and then, so then as I became a parent, and and my kids, you know, uh, took to play in, and 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 now I'm guiding their journey. You yeah. know, it was uh, it was it was very. Uh, I had kind of worked through some of those things already, and so was able to say, hey, you know, do this. But I I, th- I think too, you know, the Lord makes people how they are, gives us personalities and different gifts, and. And Matthias' personality was so great uh, for that because, you know, on the field he w- he was an animal and just yeah. got well, after it. And Taylor and too, so much like, intensity. Yep. I mean, y'all's kids well, are tough. Tu- yeah. <laughs> and that, well, and I'll tell you the difference in a second. Okay. But so Matthias, you know, on on the field, just super intense and you know wanted to win and you know several times he's like in tears after yep. games because it didn't go well. But then after the game, it's like, you know. It, it, he shuts it off and you know it's real laid back and and pretty uh relaxed off the field and uh sometimes too relaxed in certain areas of life but um and so taylor on the other hand is is just super driven in everything and so that's great to coach but it's it's hard to parent you know because okay. she never shuts it off and okay there was a there was a moment when she was like i don't know five six years old and She's playing a board game with her grandmother and 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 her little sister, who's like two. And uh, this moment is going to happen, and the little the two year old's about to make this move, and and Taylor's just going to squash it and destroy her and win the game. <laughs> <laughs> and the grandmother's like, just let her do it. And Taylor's like, no. <laughs> so that's just been like yeah. an ingrained thing, just the competitiveness yeah. and. And if I could just give a word of advice to parents, uh, when I think of Matthias Lobb, very few people realize he he would always, in a conversation with an adult, especially with me, he would do something very unusual. He would always say, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, and and he would say something that would be of like an encouragement to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about less than 1% because all of us are kind of so absorbed Mm -hmm. in those years about, you know, the world's around us. And I realize there's nature, nurture, and God's Mm -hmm. blessings and all that, but uh, whatever you could do to – to get your kids kind of outside themselves and uh, trust God's plan and be who you are and, and don't apologize for competing, but then know that there's more to that. I, I don't know. That's just right, yeah. re- real encouraging. Well, thank you for that. And it, it's real hard to get kids to, you know, high school kids to 
you know, work as hard as they can to be the best they can and, and really get after it while, you know, while still maintaining that, hey, you know, look for ways yeah. to help others. And um, so that, you know, again, just so uh, we're thankful for that blessing to the Lord, but we, you know, try to foster that in our yeah. family of, hey, we're, you know, we're to live for the Lord first and whatever comes from that. So tell us a little bit of your story now, because this is, I know a lot about your Broward story and your, yeah. your, your, your Broward royalty, right? <laughs> I mean, if there's such a, a word for <laughs> there's such a thing, that just means uh, I've been here a long time. I think, <laughs> so uh, uh, I get people all the time uh, that talk about what an accomplished mm-hmm. athlete you were. And I know, I know it's, Hard to talk about yourself, but we'd love to yeah. hear that story. Well, I think, you know, the first part of my story is using, is showing how God used soccer to grab a hold of me. Because okay. in high school, I was that kid we're talking about who just cared about their athletic accomplishments, loved the attention, and was going to go as far as they could, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, pretty self absorbed as a high school kid and, and just. You know, I, I was I was good in school, but I, I I wasn't out of some pure motivation of just you know I want to be excellent. It was, you know, I got to do well in school so I don't get in trouble so I can play right. sports. You know, and I, I grew up in a small town in Maine where what was the name of that town? Uh, the name of it is Farmington, Maine. I grew up okay, in Farmington, right. Maine. So there, there's a branch at University of Maine, uh, University of Maine at Farmington. The, yeah, uh, the Beavers, D three school that my dad coached at for thirty years, and so. You know, I was always around his practices, and you know, so we we moved up there. My, both my parents are from Pennsylvania, and I, I was actually born in Delaware when my dad was working at University of Delaware, the Fighting Blue Hens, by the way, <laughs> University of Delaware. <laughs> and so, when I was five years old, he got the head job at UMF, and we moved up there. So, I, as far as I know, remember, is is all in Maine. Yeah. And that first year we moved to Maine, we got like a hundred inches of snow that winter, you know, wow. some like record breaking. So this, the snow is like over my head as a five-year-old. And uh, and so just, you know, soccer and basketball throughout, you know, my growing up and I actually played baseball. I was, I was a really good little league baseball player. How about that? We won the county championship two years in a row. But <laughs> when, once we moved to the big field and... I didn't grow very much, so I. I well, you probably went, can't even play baseball up there to what? <laughs> yeah, uh, May. April, you know. <laughs> so I, anyway, I I did that. Loved playing, and and but again, growing up in rural Maine, I, d- I didn't have very good offers to play in college. And in fact, the the one Division One school in Maine, University of Maine, the Black Bears uh, n- never called me in high school uh, for recruiting purposes, mm-hmm. and you know I was. I was all state my junior year, all state player of the year my senior year, and and they never, you know, called called me, offered me anything. So, I did a fifth year of high school in Connecticut. So I went to a boarding school for a PG year, a uh, place called the Kent School. It's in Western Connecticut. It's basically a suburb of New York City, and there's a whole conference of these. How about that? Private prep, boarding like schools. A prep school yeah, prep type. school. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And so that fifth year was great. Just, you know, I learned how to be away from home, learned how to study on my own, had real good success athletically. And, and so that's where, uh, you know, I really grew to that next step. And uh, so I chose, you know, chose to go to UNH because this, uh, you know, I liked school, had what mm-hmm. I wanted, and, and now they got a good coach. And so uh, he brought in 10 players my class and six of us started right away so it was like a 
it was like a brand new team uh, basically and and it was it was great we just kept growing each year and and actually by our junior year we were ranked in the top 20 nationally and our senior year we made the national tournament at an oh, at-large wow. bid and yeah. so uh, just just that that growth was really good and you know God God was working on me you know just uh, kind of pressing upon my heart that hey there's there's more to it than this you know and, yeah and it's kind of like you know one foot in the world yeah. and one foot with the Lord and and at some point that comes to a head and so uh, for me that came after college and you know had, had great uh, four years of college and then but you know because of and what were you studying uh, I studied athletic training kinesiology okay. Okay. and so okay. I was studying kind of how the body worked and how to right. heal it and so that, that was very uh, interesting studying it and and um, but I, I really wanted to take soccer as far as I could and and so with this good coach um, and then the career I had at UNH had the opportunity to play after and so I, I played in the minor leagues of the U.S. Um, yeah. If you're familiar with Birmingham Legion, yeah, pro yeah. team here. So I, I played in that league for eight years. That's awesome. It was it was great. Just you know traveling around the country, playing, and you know you, that those fir that first year you're kind of pinching yourself. It's like man, I, I just have to get up and go to practice tomorrow. That's, <laughs> yeah. So that that was just kind of fun to you know talk about those days. And um, but we played uh, against the team in Charlotte, North Carolina, called the Eagles, Charlotte Eagles. And, um, you know, I'd heard about them. This is a cool thing that God did in my life where, uh, so, so again, back growing up in Maine, fit, you know, 14, 15 years old, and I'm, you know, there, w there was no ESPN sports centers. Like, so right. you had to kind of find sports information. And, and there was no soccer information. That in was the newspaper, anyway. right? Yeah, the newspaper. <laughs> so, but there was a publication called Soccer America, and it, it came out like once a week or every two weeks. And, and the information was like three weeks old. You know, right, so right. Scores and stuff. But I, I would read that, and there was a advertisement there. It had a picture of the globe and a picture of the cross. And it said, do you love soccer and do you love Jesus? And, you know, come join us, MAIs, Missionary Athletes International. So I thought that was kind of cool. I actually cut it out, put it in my, you know, like in my little box in my room. And <laughs> um, but then, so now, fast forward, it's probably nine or ten years later, and uh, I'm, pl I'm playing, you know, pro soccer in America, and we're playing against the Charlotte Eagles. Well, that team was owned by MAI, run as a ministry Christian. How about that? And so, so cool. After the game we played against them, they they had like a little worship service, singing praise songs. One of the players shared his testimony. Another player shared the gospel. And I'm sitting here, you know, waiting for our bus and watching. It's like, man, that's pretty cool what they're doing. And uh, again, just God working on me. Yeah. You know, a little bit later in Virginia Beach, kid, a guy joins the team. You know, new players coming in, players leaving all the time. And he he was a real strong believer. And and so I got in on the Bible study he was doing. And um, you know, just again, God calling him calling me to himself saying that you know follow me not your you know athletic career your own life and and so uh in, in that off season i'm you know doing doing some uh, an internship uh you know to you know be ready for when playing's done and uh <clears throat> the team from charlotte calls me and just out of the blue and i, I kind of call that my phone call from god you know where yeah it's like you know they said I you know, wanted me to come play for their team next season and I just I knew I needed to go there and uh, didn't you know didn't know a soul 
never been to Charlotte before, and but it's just like, all right, God, I know I need to be there, and wow. went down there. So, um, yeah, it was great. I spent five years there, just really grew with the Lord. Several of the players that you know really I learned from, just kind of how to walk yeah. with God, and started going to Christ Covenant Church, and uh, you know, great church there. Preaching was excellent, and uh, you know, a preacher there named Harry Reader, and um, so. <laughs> I, you know, just as much as a single, you know, mid twenties got involved in church, I, you know, I got to know them a little bit and joined the church, and and so a couple of years later is when I met his youngest daughter Abby. And how so, about that? Yeah, so so you know, just how God works out those things, and if I had not joined that team in Charlotte, you know, my life would be a lot different. And so I had a, I had a great five years there, and um, you know, we would go on missions trips in the off season, and uh, I played games in uh you know rwanda africa uganda played in the middle east i played a game in gaza city it's like five thousand screaming fans going nuts and a funny thing about that game is we're so we would we would work with missionaries uh and they would kind of set up these high level games and they, you know there'd be tens of thousands of people there and in, in one game in africa we played uh it was in rwanda and there was thirty thousand people in the stands that's amazing yeah i i got to share my testimony at halftime to thirty thousand people and that was something i joke with harry about it was like oh, hey how many how many people you know were there today and i was like Ooh, i had thirty thousand this week so uh we're in this game in gaza city you know and and that you know the missionaries there were underground they couldn't say what they were doing but crazy fans in the stands they're burning stuff and shooting off <laughs> rockets and uh you know like flares and stuff and uh you know our team basically had a, a security detail with us but eight guys and fatigues and machine guns with us you know and they, we, we were kind of like you know whoa what's going on here but they you know they were there to protect us not check yeah. what we were doing you know and the and the ref calls a terrible like offside call and takes away the goal <laughs> oh of course so we're kind of laughing you know yeah. like yeah, save, okay, save your sure, life <laughs> you know, sure. but then as we thought about it later it's like it's probably good yes yeah, right that we tied the game and didn't beat them you know just in terms of our safety getting out of the stadium but man that's so a- just really you know neat opportunities and and it's really impressed upon me the you know i mean soccer can just get you anywhere in the world you know every corner of the globe plays it and that's right you could you know some countries say, yeah i want to come and tell you know people about jesus they wouldn't let you in but right. so you say hey we want to come play your team they, they would love it you know and, that's so cool yeah and so when when the opportunity came up to come to briarwood you know so uh abby and i started dating in charlotte right as we started dating her parents moved to birmingham moved to briarwood and so, um, you know, over those next couple of years, we dated, got engaged, got married, lived in Charlotte for a couple of years. And so we, we would come to Birmingham to visit her parents during holidays and that kind of thing. And so that's when I met the people, you know, running Broward soccer and they were, you know, wanting to bring Absolutely. somebody in to run it. Yeah. So it was, it was just, again, great timing that the Lord worked out and great, you know, five years before I came here, I didn't know where Birmingham, Alabama was. Yeah. And I've God. been here for twenty plus years, so it's been been a great journey. So, what was it like going to Harry Reader and getting permission <laughs> to ask his daughter's hand in marriage? Yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was a challenging thing, you know. It was, um, but again, I, I had known him longer than I've known Abby cause right. as pastor, and, and so I think just as Abby and my relationship grew, 
it was like you know you know i love her and i know she yeah. loves me and it's like you know we're moving forward and yeah and so i actually had to come to birmingham to ask him and uh you know pretty funny situation there because you know, I had a limited time and had to do it in this particular trip. <laughs> and, 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 and what we, was the pretense of coming? <laughs> yeah, so so it was Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, we could I, I could get away with that. Like yeah, we come down and visit for Christmas. But I told Abby, I was like, hey, make sure you know set up golf with your dad because I want to play golf with him. You know, which which was not a yeah abnormal thing. We we both enjoy playing golf and. But, you know, it's December 24th. It's like 30 degrees. It's like we, we normally That's wouldn't great. have played, but yeah. he, he knew we had to play. And okay. I, I had to make yeah. sure, like, hey, we got to do this. And, but one thing that threw me off was, you know, so I'm, I'm getting myself ready to ask him and, you know, going through it in my mind and just like, oh, you know, 18 holes, got plenty of time. And, but one thing that threw me off I didn't think about was we played with two other people. And right. so then it was like, ooh you know trying to get him you know just him and i talking was difficult so that you know we go pat and then that was so cold we didn't even stop at the turn we just kept going yeah. so now i'm like you know oh I'm, i gotta how am i gonna do this and i'm running out of time and so coming off the 16th green i was just like i, I just gotta go for it you know so yeah i asked him and then so for the, the 17th hole he proceeded to <laughs> grill me pretty good you know <laughs> that's awesome but then the 18th hole he was okay he was real good and just you know very supportive and gave his blessing and so. that's so good Man. <laughs> he, he made me sweat it out and now you know now knowing him so well i, I knew he was enjoying that, absolutely so. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh a couple soccer questions so your dad was a coach you played for all these great coaches mm-hmm. um and with soccer being such a global game that's been played for years, mm-hmm. it's a, such an interesting game because we come so much from a football mindset mm-hmm. where we talk about a triple option play. That's a that's the only time there's any decisions that's other right. than a couple of reasons. Right. Soccer is like a mm-hmm. thousand option play yeah. constantly yeah. on both sides. So, <clears throat> how much of your coaching philosophy scheme is dad or mm-hmm. college or something you stumbled on yeah i think uh it's, it's a great description of the of the sports and and because that's that's why i love soccer so much growing up and yeah. playing it's like man i i get to choose what happens you yeah, know yeah. out there yeah and so just being able to be an influential player and you know i i, I got way more nervous about games coaching than i did playing because right. I, I knew i could impact the game playing and uh, but then but coaching soccer it's like man I, I hope we've prepared them well and I yeah. hope they make the right decisions yeah because you know, really you're not supposed yeah, to do much right there's there's limited things you can <laughs> yeah. do once the game's going um, but but that's the great thing of it as well is you know just preparing the players and you know we we give them you know kind of decisions to make and and hey this scenario here's here's ways that you can you know make a good decision here and I, I was really impressed you know watching you some half times over the years you, uh how you you bring them together and then you use the little cones that you mm-hmm. throw down the little spots mm-hmm. and uh i always thought that's a great you're you're such a good teacher you know i can tell that you're you're teaching the fundamentals mm-hmm. you know uh, obviously but from a spatial awareness scheme mm-hmm. you know 
the the other thing about you that's interesting is is you're not an easy coach, right? Uh, I mean, it's funny because with football, I, I guess it, you have to ask the players. All uh, well, <laughs> with with football, the crowd's so loud and mm-hmm. all. You know, you yeah. don't really notice when you're just chewing on somebody. Yeah. yeah. In a soccer game, I mean, everybody hears everything yeah, I say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the thing that's interesting is, um, so I would say you're you're at least 40, 50 percent positive comments, you know, but you can also eat them up. And the typical kids, they're going to remember the, yeah, you know, they're going to remember the the critiques. Yeah. I don't know, any, any thoughts yeah. about that? No, I appreciate you. You know, saying that I am, you know, 40, 50% positive. You That's, are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I try to be, and uh, I'm not sure my parents would agree with that, or uh, players would agree with that. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, and just again, I think just in my, my journey and story and career, it's like I know what is possible. And it's like, man, we can get there, you yeah. know. And, and so when we're not, doing things to get us there it's like what you know what are yeah. we doing I, yeah. I don't i'm not i don't yeah. care that that worked right. out that's a terrible decision you know mm-hmm. trying to get everybody on the same page of here's how we want to play and and so when they do something that's just totally anti that you know it just drives me crazy and so and, and so it might be something that's not it, yeah. it doesn't lead to anything or it's yeah. not yeah. anything bad happens yeah. but it's it's just that decision is so bad yeah. and so trying to help them you know recognize here's what good decisions are here's what bad decisions so i try to be real positive when they do the right thing even if it doesn't work out because they're not good enough to do it but hey you're you're trying to do the right thing that was awesome yeah well you're you're all business i'm I'm an eyewitness ear witness and and i'm testifier let me just say this too that you know i've i've noticed in my career when whenever i'm kind of like positive and you guys are great and you did this awesome they just totally shut down you know they they, they stop trying hard they you know they they start believing you like hey you know what i am awesome you know and then they they stop doing all the things that got them there you know? so, oh, I, so i try good. to keep them on edge a little bit but it's that's the coaching joy that i get yeah uh, and that's the transferable mm-hmm. part to mm-hmm. families to you know business success i mean any organization yeah. it's team you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, uh, and and just doing your the best you can do with the skills you have to help that team yeah. move forward it's yeah. it's great to see so. and, and even the body of christ mm-hmm. you know that's in that right. sense i that's mean right. there's a there's a team aspect that i hope we never lose because our culture wants mm. to make it individualized yeah, but sure. to me it's the team concepts that and, and i think looking forward you know where you, you know, it's important to look back and and be thankful for what God's done. I think I think that's an important exercise to do. But don't, you can't live in the past, and you can't always stay there. It's like, hey, what, how, what are we yeah. doing moving forward? How are we building God's kingdom? How are we drawing close to the Lord? How are we bringing yeah. others to Him? And and so, um, yeah, that was great what you just did. But now let's let's yeah. do the next good thing. You know. So I want to close out. You know, we 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 all were. Heartbroken about the events in May uh, with your beloved father-in-law and and Pastor Harry Reader, um, you guys have modeled such a godly response. I mean, the the children's testimonies, you know, through the celebration service, and then how you guys have walked that. Um, and then you're you're an in-law, but uh, way closer than people would, you know, th- even the athletic mindset of that family. I mean, I yeah. think about look at your baseball days and that 
was God preparing you for yeah. <laughs> what your family's going to be? So what what have you learned personally? Uh, what have you been challenged with? Or where, where are you as far as what God's walking you through as you guys continue to, to go through this journey together? Yeah, yeah, thank you for uh, asking that and pointing that out. And just, you know, it's been really hard uh, mm-hmm. you know, these last, you know, seven months now. And um, But, you know, with, with, with just such a sudden... Uh, happening of it, right? Uh, it you know you don't get prepared. I think when you know when loved ones kind of progressively uh, go down, and and um, you have that kind of emotional journey. Uh, but when it's a sudden passing, that you know is, is very shocking, and and just it, it thrusts you into that, and uh, is difficult to walk through. But you you know. He, tra- he trained us well theologically and, yes. and modeled well living for the Lord. Right. And, and so we, you know, we, we can't look backwards and, you know, wallow in self-pity. It's, hey, we got to, here, here's the circumstances we're in and, and here's what the Lord wants from us and yeah. here's what we have, what we can do. And so, you know, just seeing Abby and her siblings, you know, do, do so well with that and, and just using this opportunity to, you know, further point people to the lord because that's what you know harry yeah. gave his life to and and um and not you know sit there and think about all the bad circumstances we have but yeah. be thankful for what we've had and you know those these last seven or eight years have been phenomenal just you know abby's whole family being here and, yeah uh you know sunday lunch was you know 25 30 people sometimes and 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 having all that time together and, and life together. And, and so, um, but then I think too, just him modeling, uh, you know, don't let circumstances dictate what you're doing. Cause you know, he has, he had some really hard circumstances just in his ministry these last couple of years. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he would, you know, just d- do those, take his responsibilities, do his responsibilities, yeah. you know, regardless. And, and, uh, and, and, keep you know pointing towards the lord keep working mm-hmm. for the lord regardless of how bad the you know uh, right you know personal circumstances were and and so that was great for us to see and for my kids to see and application of that or, or the the things you learn in athletics to apply to life or you know because you're not going to win every game and there's going to be bad circumstances and and you gotta you can't just give up well, and quit you gotta keep keep yeah. fighting through and so. you've modeled that i mean in all your years i mean y'all have had some and again, we talk about success and achievement. Mm-hmm. I think you've been successful every year, but as far as maybe achieving from a record or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. accolades, and so you've had those coach of the year seasons, mm-hmm. and you've had those years that yeah. you're struggling because <laughs> yeah. what people don't understand mm-hmm. is you can't be average yeah. and and achieve in in this area of Birmingham. The mm-hmm. the soccer is, is real. Yeah. So you've modeled that. So I think I think Broward's blessed to have you because of the ministry mindset that God shaped in you, <clears throat> your commitment to the Broward family. Uh but then also the elite soccer background and knowledge that you have. I mean, you know, that at Broward to have an, a coach a coach with elite <laughs> understanding of the game with ex- experience and a heart for Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are unicorns mm-hmm. in a sense, don't you think? Yeah, and it, it's you know just the more I'm out there in in the coaching world and around the country, and you know just and know all these coaches that I've played with and played against, and and just you know you you have a lot of times you have one or the other. You have 
you know, really good coaches, but you know, spiritually it's not great. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, what, what does it gain? You know, the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but forfeit his soul. And so I think, you know, as a soccer professional, yeah, I want kids to be great and yeah. help them get to as good as they can be. And, and it's, and all, all coaches love it when you have, when you have this elite player that moves on and does great things. And, but that's only a small part of it. You know, if that, person has no idea who Christ is and just lives for themselves and thinks that the only way to yeah. get affirmation is to be a great athlete. You know, we've, we've done a bad job. Um, so to be able to have the environment here at Briarwood, you know, both at the school and at the, at the club that, you know, it's not only are we allowed to point them to Christ, it's expected, you know? Yeah. And so to be able to give them, that hey, whatever you're doing, do it for the Lord, and, yeah. and wherever He takes you, do it for the Lord, and, and so that's been great. Well, your life's such a good example of that because at the height of what you would be the enjoyment for you is mm. that single guy playing professional mm. soccer, traveling mm. the world. Does yep. That makes sense. Yep. Oh, yeah. But you know, at the same time, that's not enough to live on. Yeah, it? like it was, uh, it was empty. Yeah. I, I remember the day <laughs> I was in the locker room after a game, and it's like, what is this? It? You yeah. Know, is this yeah. all I'm doing? And yeah. the Lord just really yeah. showing this is this is. This is wood, yeah. hay, and stubble. It just burns up. Yeah. You know? And then down the road, the relationships, mm-hmm. you know, your marriage, your children, mm-hmm. your extended family, and even though there times are painful, mm-hmm. the 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 stability to live life mm-hmm. that's a tough life, it's mm-hmm. so so much more. So it's so interesting. Ryan, I could talk to you all day about mm-hmm. these things, but Broward's blessed to have you and can't wait to see what this year's team looks like. Thank you. Uh, looking forward to it. Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama. And each episode of this podcast is dedicated to our coaches, volunteers, and other staff members who help us wrestle with what it means to be a Christian, competitive, athletics program in contemporary society. Thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of AD Update.